0: Welcome to i4O. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 80 of i4O. Thank you all who were tuning in early for the stream that happened right before this, for the little um, getting used to the new setup session that me and Irvin just had. Um, Yeah,
1: Matt and I were playing around with a little new setup, and then uh, we're figuring out all the kinks. Yep.
0: Uh, had so thanks for, uh, for. I had double for like one second, and then I, <laughs> I fixed it. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're we're good now. Yeah, I promise. Promise. <laughs> Fingers um, crossed. Yes, but knock a wood. I'm um, not gonna
1: knock. It's gonna disturb the microphone.
0: Yes, but um, with the new year comes obviously new things. Like I have all yes. these fancy new toys on this computer in order to, hopefully, make this um, live stream and hopefully podcast a more pleasing experience. Uh, there may be some bigger changes down the pipeline, but that's a new year, new us type thing and not fully baked yet. So once we get the details and everything on that, then we'll pass that along to you guys as the listeners. Um, but we were looking through the news this past week um, and we pretty much decided that there's not a whole lot going on. Not, nothing um, really happened
1: between yeah. uh, last episode and the new year so.
0: The only thing that happened was 2019, so uh, with that, we figured we would sit, kind of use this episode as an opportunity to send off a year in i for in what we have done with our podcast over the past year, and a lot has happened. Um, oh, yeah. I compiled a list of some of our better topics throughout the year, uh, at least just ones that I thought were better. It's very possible that... These are hated amongst you. <laughs> so, um, but I don't know. You, you had a chance to look over it. So I, I trust that you've made your changes if you did. But um, just to kind of go over a few of them. Um, the, I can't believe like the flamethrower was announced this year. Like that's how long 2018 was. Yeah. Uh, like. And I have it. Oh, no, I don't have it out. You oh, don't. I hit it. I hit it. Oh man, did you have people come it. over where you didn't uh, want them seeing your are? No comment. Doing some roofing. No, no comment. But, um, but yeah, so that was a pretty fun trip, which took place months after we talked about it, and we like were joking about it, but you were probably just secretly pre-ordering it in the background.
1: May <laughs> or may not
0: be true. <laughs> so by the end of the episode, you probably knew you were getting it.
1: Yeah. Cause they, it sold out pretty quickly after. And I, as I saw like tweets and everything, uh, from Elon saying, uh, the last numbers is almost sold out. I was like, all right, I gotta get this, get out yeah. of this. I'm yeah. not gonna miss this.
0: Yeah. It was worth it. It was a cool trip. It was nice to be able to see like the boring company process and kind of learn a little bit on like how they handled the technology. And we saw a little bit more when they had a live stream later this winter. But um, it was still pretty cool to, like, see how that whole thing works and, like, just learn about Boring Company in general because I didn't know a whole lot about them before that to begin with. Um, But, yeah, another thing which I'm incredibly impressed is only in 2018 is Starman (laughs) going to space. Yeah, this is a pretty epic (laughs) thing. That was so long ago. Yeah, uh, it feels like a long time ago, but it's only... Two days after the Super Bowl was when we did the episode that covered it. wow. Yeah. Wow. I remember I was watching this
1: live in my car while waiting, while at an airport to leave for a flight. So I was like going to the last minute to go to the gate to catch a flight. I was like, I'm not going to miss this.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I took
1: all this time, pulled out my phone, and I watched this thing live, and and my jaw was on the floor the entire time, especially when those two rockets landed yeah um simultaneously that, that was some is... of the
0: coolest stuff i've ever seen yeah that the gif of both same. of those rockets landing at the same time was like among the coolest things that i probably awesome. ever seen.
1: starman just chilling yeah. and overlooking earth
0: he's still out there which,
1: which spacex got in trouble for later oh, yeah. on <laughs> they did apparently there's this rule uh by noah um who does the weather stuff that you have to get permission to show earth in that view and they didn't do that
0: oh really i That's i don't cool. i
1: don't know the exact details i might have it wrong but i know they definitely got in trouble the earth for is copyrighted for for, for that <laughs> yes the earth is copyrighted copyright
0: infringement yeah. on earth
1: they didn't want so oh you know what this is another uh uh thing in the the flat earth conspiracy people exactly. uh, you know another proof right you, you can't oh, yeah. you need approval to go up that high to show the entire earth like that you gotta protect you don't want that information to get out
0: yeah that's true we don't want the lizard people to have their Your, your other
1: podcast up. is is uh filtering into this one so we should <laughs> move on
0: <laughs> yes um moving right along to an even more interesting topic one of my favorite articles this year Agit pie getting the NRA's Courage Award and a gun, a ceremonial gun for saving oh the internet. Oh <laughs> so uh, this year brought a lot of news with um, net neutrality. We went from hopeful to net neutrality to it's gone in the matter of a year. So um, with that came, obviously, uh, a few people that are very happy about that for reasons that I have no idea still to this day um among them is the NRA <laughs> and they're very happy with um the giving Agitpie the Charlton Heston Courage Under Fire award it sounds even dumber the second time we talk about it no like i, I don't think this is aged at all well which is just funny um but we'll I'll spare everybody the details of talking about it i just thought that was like one of the more wacky things to happen this year and like i can't believe we were covering this type situations um, another one of those was the drunk man who accidentally took a $1,600 Uber from West Virginia to New Jersey. <laughs> so speaking of like wild things happening, yeah. uh, I love, Blake I him.
1: love Uber's response. He's like, we just took him where he told us to take him to. <laughs> he was just blackout
0: drunk. Um,
1: he said he wanted to go Jersey. Yeah, we're not going to question him.
0: Yeah. And he's like, I just woke up and he's like, why the F am I in a car next to some random guy? I don't even know but um, I, I still think it's funny how he honored that and he gave the driver five stars and gave the driver money to cover the tolls for the way home and uh, that cost him a lot of money. Who would have thought that vacationing to New Jersey could be so expensive? Yeah. <laughs> um, another one was the release of the 2018, the infamous now 2018 iMac Pro or apple macbook pros um those have been undergoing a lot of issues specifically the,
1: the i9 models which were yeah. uh, only operating properly in a freezer
0: yeah <laughs> it seems like there have been better there's been better explanations since this article that has been provided to kind of explain what's going on with the thermal throttling as well as some more information about the tests that were specifically being run and it turns out that this particular youtuber uh dave 2d who um was it was incredibly clever that he did this but um i, I he, the test that he did was testing like the worst possible optimized software for a macbook so obviously yeah, uh, it's going to perform poorly no yeah, but that shouldn't be an excuse no it's think. true yeah the macbook shouldn't need to especially throttle, like almost.
1: a $3,000 computer shouldn't perform that badly irrelevant. Yeah. Of, like if you're going to put an situation.
0: i9 in it and it's going to be a desktop grade chip, give it a fan. Yeah. A give it a bigger fan, fan. a yeah. bigger fan. Can you imagine a, a CPU core sticking out of that? MacBook? <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting, but that was talked about in March. So moving right along to April, we celebrated our 1 year anniversary as a podcast okay. yeah and also um there was the oh I somehow this jumped ahead i jumped way ahead oh yeah so, you
1: skipped a couple
0: yeah i think it just didn't go in order oh cuz i didn't yeah, put any links fun. in okay that's right i see <laughs> um so back to the actual topic um, I'm used to just all these being links. Yeah,
1: well, I mean we can. Yeah. You don't have to go keep crawling around. It's cool. just, yeah.
0: just keep going. Uh, some of the more interesting stuff: um, Cambridge Analytica, um, celebrities' influence on the stock market, um, Uber. That uh, fatality that happened with the Uber autonomous vehicle, um, the woman who was hit, which started this whole like. I almost want to call it like just a panic about autonomous vehicles and kind of got that conversation into the forefront in like terms of safety, which when you look back at it is probably for the better. But the way that it happened, I would like to have, I'm pretty sure Uber would like to have that back. I'm Um, sure. Yeah. And that person may want to have their job back, but that's neither here nor there. But um, so i o 2018 which was something that we were both very excited about at the same time and then quickly kind of fell off so um i don't know about you but I've yeah been... i mean the
1: thing that things that happen at google i o don't get released that i mean we sort of had our jaws on the floor when duplex were shown off it's actually out in a form in a way
0: yeah, it's, pretty, uh, it's still now, incredible. Call screen? Is that what you're talking yeah. about?
1: No, yeah. well, call screen is that, but there's actually a duplex uh, thing where it'll actually go out and call businesses and make reservations for you. It's very limited. So okay. it's only available in select cities, and you have to be invited. So um, only, uh, yeah.
0: it's, it's like only a very beta. select
1: view. Yeah, it's pretty much a closed beta. Okay. Um, so it is out in a form. So we did get that. But it's called call screening is I guess a form. Yeah, it is a form of that. Yeah, but you're controlling you're controlling what it's saying. You're tapping yeah. what the responses are. The um one with thing... duplex, it makes the decisions for
0: itself. So. Yeah. The one thing that I'm impressed with was the amount of stuff that we actually got from this IO versus other years in the past. Like usually like half of it's vaporware and the other half of yeah. it doesn't show up at all or it's like delayed. But we just had the usual six or seven month delay on some of the products that were announced at IO and and like the different technologies that were announced at IO. Um, among, I don't think we've seen Google photos colorization yet. Um, I've uh, seen, no. what do you mean by that? So colorization was, Oh Google, right. Where saying, it takes
1: a black and white photo yeah. and makes it, ah, no, no. We, not, have that a, one we, we have, we have
0: something which takes portrait photos and applies a black and white background to the, to the bokeh part of the image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, um, that's I think just I think that's just another AI effect that they have. Um yeah. But things like Duplex, Smart Compose from Gmail, Adaptive Battery, um, phones being updated very quickly through Project Treble—that was impressive to watch throughout the year. Um, except Samsung. Except Samsung. Yeah. They well, that's that's to be expected. Uh, yeah. Maybe I, maybe I, when we get later in the podcast, maybe I should change one of my um speculations to Samsung adapting Project Treble but we'll see that may be too wild of a speculation we'll yeah, leave it we'll leave like, soldier boy talking from that one. crazy yeah we'll leave it to we'll leave the soldier boy console in the spot where it's at um <laughs> um and uh one thing that me and Jeff had that uh it's a conversation that we had that I think everybody should give a listen to just because the conversation I felt was good And a lot of good information was delivered and talked about. And we had like a nice conversation going was the conversation about workplace burnout. Um, That was one of my favorite discussions of this year. It like kind of always stuck with me as one of the, the points of the episode that we had one of our better conversations. Um, But I encourage anybody who wants to give that a listen to go back to the 26th of June in episode 56 and check that out. Um, And who knows, maybe I'll make a little segment for YouTube. And anybody on YouTube, welcome to the show, by the way. Um, We are now broadcasting on YouTube and Twitch again. So um, cheers to all of our YouTube friends who've missed us for so long. I'll try to delete that old stream because I'm pretty sure YouTube gives you one take and then saves it as a video. No. Yeah. So either way, Um, I'll try to remove the old one. So enjoy the, the blooper reel of us figuring out that stream while we still can. Um, so back to this section, I think we're finally caught up. Um, our, everybody's favorite cryptocurrency <laughs> in August was delisted from its final crypto exchange. BitConnect. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a perfect time for me to have that video handy, but I don't, uh, <laughs> but either way, that was an incredible moment in cryptocurrency. And I think honestly, kind of marked the the beginning of the end for cryptocurrency yeah. at least in 2018 i can't say anything about 2019 <laughs> because it's been known to bounce back yeah quickly. i don't know i'm not sure uh, what that sound was but
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, with crypto i know the actual stock market isn't doing so hot in 2019 and it isn't uh rumored to be doing so well in the future either this year mm-hmm. um we'll see if you know crypto sort of follows that route or if people will start my speculation has been my people yeah. if they see the stock market sort of start going downhill it might jump ship and, and go to crypto and that might bump the price a little bit um it be inter- interesting year
0: yeah i um, think so say the least I mean, like, and cryptocurrency has been known to bubble and balloon in the course of hours. So yeah, who knows where it'll be in in five minutes, let alone a year. Yeah, Um, yeah. But um, either way, uh, something that won't be back is Twitter and Alex Jones. His account is permanently banned. I still had to squeeze a segue in there. Had to get one in. Um, But... So that was another interesting conversation that we had about um, his accounts violating their abusive behavior policies and the flame wars that happened around that across the internet. Some people were happy. Some people were not. But I think more people were probably okay with it than either emotion. Um, But I think, like, the the biggest things that happened this year, honestly, was, like, Facebook and then, like, the usual circus of phone releases. Like, I don't think there was outside of that a lot of like stupid stuff but i think that those were like the heavy hitting topics of 2018 yeah. and i think 2018 saw like a big focus in getting us back to like a, like a call to attention to bringing people back to just kind of understanding what their privacy is on the internet mm-hmm. and like yeah. kind of getting a better grasp of exactly what companies are collecting from them Mm -hmm. in their online experience
1: yeah we saw some great legislation get passed in europe gdpr Mm -hmm. um hopefully we we will see something similar pass um in the us um hopefully in 2019.
0: Um, from the agitpi hearings and the mark zuckerberg hearings it sounds to me like they do have plans to get those in the works so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw any of them come through the pipeline in yeah. the next year. So 2019 could be the way for the US to kind of take the charge in privacy.
1: Hopefully it doesn't take shape in form of what uh, the uh, SOSTA um, legislation got passed. Yeah. Uh, so where um, it was it was uh, under the umbrella of, of stopping online sex trafficking, right? But mm-hmm. it, it really uh, had an overreaching effect of, uh, uh, of giving, um, uh, what is what's it called the, giving the, uh, the hosts of, uh, information online, the, uh, sort of responsibility yeah. of any sort of copyright information. They have to be responsible, uh, for what people put on their co- on their platform. That was, odakta oh, i heard that up on our show. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, and, um. Also, the the tourist types of legislations that were just recently passed uh, within Australia. uh, Those were those were the scariest. Yeah, those were scariest. And I don't want uh, the US to start replicating those types of legislations um, for sure. So fingers crossed that the government will do the right thing, but also it's the government.
0: Yeah. And if we don't have those, we always have like the memes that happen of the year, like the Cards Against Humanity, 99% off sale. Um, and you just, really like that one then. that was that was <laughs> incredible had, yeah, it was. that was probably it was like fun. one of their better ones i think yeah like the after the guy who bought the garbanzo beans was tweeting he was like i better tell my wife before all these beans show up at the house <laughs> yeah. um but yeah like i don't i don't know like there were some some of those that stuff that we talked about with like the legislature i think is important to bring into 2019 um to like still like people are still going to push these laws through and it it's kind of on us and anybody listening and whoever else to kind of make their voice heard when that kind of stuff comes out so memes aside it's important um yeah Now we move on to the best tech of 2018. Yeah. Well, real quick, though, I did want to make a shout out that we did have some really good guests on this year as well. We we had Odakta and Justin Robert Young on the show, and I'm hoping that that maybe we can either get them back or start integrating some other guests into our cycle just to kind of keep things exciting a little bit. Um, That would be Maybe another, maybe a New Year's resolution for us and in, in our long laundry list of changes that we have in the pipeline. Um, but we'll see. I'm excited to take this podcast into 2019. Um, but yeah, we should talk about the, our individual. Did you should make a nice
1: little intro, splash screen animation? I for best of
0: 2018. I did not. Um oh, but I, man. Can, I can throw up the intro again if you want to watch that. <laughs> no, It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um we should, no. we should get on that. but yeah ASAP. best tech 2018 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um but yeah so i, I did want to like go over that though because i feel like this would be a good discussion to have just like some of the technology and i, and I wish we could have gotten everybody on for this but um schedules and circumstances aside um we'll have to do this with them either next year or Whenever we decide to do another one of these, if if we do, um, but this segment is just kind of what had the biggest impact on us, whether we owned it or not, in twenty eighteen. Um, but the industry as a whole, that's why yeah.
1: why I thought it. And each one of us had a pick, so I guess we'll go ahead and and list uh, first one and then. I'll give my reasons and you can list yours for the, your first one, what your reason why you picked that one. Yeah. And we'll kind of uh, go through each one. Through, um, yeah, some different uh, do you wanna categories. Do, do you want to
0: do three, two, one? Kind of. Oh, ah, okay. From, yeah. Since yeah. We're, doing, uh, like we're doing least to most, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you did it chronologically like I did, but. No. Uh, not really. But okay. yeah. Least to most oh. important in your opinion. Just yes. do that. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: my. So, first category for the best tech is the. A smartphone category and my third one that i picked and it looks like you picked the same one i'm interested to see here why but for for my reasoning i picked the oneplus 6t mm-hmm. um and mainly i picked it because it's finally available um i'd say more of a mass market within the us specifically and it's actually launching on t-mobile um and i think if i'm not incorrect T-Mobile released some numbers recently in their last quarter saying one uh, 60 was one of their top selling phones. Yeah, um, of phone course is... the iPhone was those number one, but, yeah. uh, after Samsung and iPhone, uh, one plus was up there. And I think, um, either one plus said this or, or T-Mobile did, but they were really happy about that partnerships. So, and I think that's bringing, uh, um, availability of these types of phones to more and more people because in the u.s that's how most people get their phones yeah
0: i think that them making that deal with t-mobile was probably the, the best way to break into the u.s market um it shows people that they have a good phone and when somebody goes in to upgrade um and they may not necessarily want an iphone or a samsung they'll see this powerhouse of a smartphone for almost like two-thirds if not one-third of the price depending yeah. on which one you're looking at with some
1: pretty awesome features with in, in finger uh in, in screen fingerprint sensor like I mean, I mean if you show that to like a normal person quote-unquote normal person not us mm-hmm. like they would be like oh my god i mean even if you showed it price. to me like that'd be like that's yeah, pretty I mean, sweet like if yeah. i didn't
0: know about that yeah like yeah like that that phone just it's impressive both in features and in specs and I think it's a standout device to show people exactly what like what a phone is when they don't cut corners. Um, the price is debatable. It's still a relatively expensive phone. But for what you're getting, it's a fantastic device. Um, it's one of the most like RAM-heavy devices out there. And for Android, the more RAM you can put in a phone, the better, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody knows the Google Pixel 3 issues. Well, not everybody, but everybody who listens to our show. Would know about like the the Pixel Three issues with RAM mm-hmm. and the complaints that some people were having, and even on MKBHD's YouTube channel, he was complaining that uh, it would kill Spotify in the background when he was like listening to music or something like that. Yeah, that's just um,
1: crazy for a flagship phone. that yeah.
0: happen. and to see OnePlus sixty come in and you don't have those problems. The screen's really smooth. It now has an in-screen fingerprint scanner. The camera is fine. Like it's good for anybody's si- anybody's yeah. standards. Um, I think that that's why that phone is solid in number three, because it really sets the bar for what a phone could be at that price range. Yeah. Um, All
1: right. So number two for me was our choices were
0: I... wildly different. Just wow. So
1: that. I, I, cha- I, I changed it to, I had the iPhone XS max. I was like wait I should put the iPad but I was like realized that was a smartphone pick so I was
0: like to change it back. <laughs>
1: uh so I, I I put in the iPhone XS at oh Jesus. I hope match. Your 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 naming scheme please change. Um I should I should move that to one of the improvements. There we go. I'll, I'll do that later. <laughs> uh, later for 2019. Um but <laughs> while I do that. Uh I put the iPhone X S Max um as number 2 for for myself for a smartphone pick and that's a, my own personal smartphone I have it here I got it on day 1 picked it up went in physically into the Apple store standing, stood in line like a uh Apple fanboy <laughs> and uh picked it up um it's been a great phone um takes great pictures it's super fast um and I just love what's
0: well, um, got that
1: A12 a twelve chip. Uh, honestly, the Face ID is what most impresses me. It just works. Yeah. You, you wouldn't think, right? It, but it just works. Um, It just unlocks. One of the things that I had issues with. I had the seven plus before. I had the fin- touch ID. If your fingerprint was just slightly wet, it wouldn't work. You had to wipe it on your pants and try again. This you know, just fear. I'm doing something in the kitchen. I want to look at my phone. and just quickly slide up, and, yep. and it just unlocks. Um, yeah. um, but overall, you know, great experience, no issues whatsoever. Um, and overall it's a really good phone. Um, you'll find out later why I didn't pick it as number one. Cause I found something better <laughs> about uh, one particular feature, but you, Matt, you can go on and, and yeah. say what your number so two was.
0: My choice is just slightly lower in specs than the iPhone XS max. Um, but it's a lot lower in price. So I picked the, um, ironically enough, I picked the Pocophone F1. Um, I really hope it's called the F1 because I didn't look it up, but it's the, the Pocophone that everybody saw on YouTube around this year, just because it is a, what, $300 phone and it has a camera that beat the iPhone 10s in a blind test. <laughs> so... Um, everybody who watches tech videos on YouTube saw that Marques Brownlee did a, um, a blind test of many different smartphones and kind of put them up against each other in like an NBA style bracket for the tournament. And they, um, the, the phone beat the iPhone and it actually made it all the way to the, like the grand finals against the Huawei Mate 20 Pro. And, um. Now that I'm actually thinking about that phone, I, I may change my number one, but I, I still may keep what I have. But the May 20 Pro is pretty good, but it's not sold in the U.S. But the, the Pocophone F1 is, and that phone is a budget phone by every stretch of the imagination. But at the same time, it has the same impact to me, I feel like, as the original OnePlus One, um, mm-hmm. in that it was a very cheap phone but it compromised in very few places than this. I feel like the places where it did compromise were smarter than other places. Um, I believe it still has a headphone jack, which is important, um, but it's, it's a cool phone and it's like kind of showing people that budget phones still have a place in the market. And I think that's important to people because with phones going over upwards of $1,500, I think it's important to know that there are still good $300 options for people who want to buy a phone outright and have something that'll work from day one and it'll be dependable. So that's why I picked that for number two.
1: You want nice. to talk about
0: your number one pick?
1: Yeah. Number one for me, it is the pixel three camera, not the pixel three phone as a whole, but just its camera. So I'm a, I'm a big camera nerd. Uh, I own multiple different types of SLRs and when, uh, I watched Google's event, uh, of them showing off night sight. I was very skeptical. I was like, all right, this is just marketing BS. Right. Mm. Uh, and when I first saw it, cause you know, people, companies do this all the time. They show up these great photos during keynotes and the phone comes out and it's like, eh, but the pixel twos camera was really good. What well, the the best. Um, and the pixel threes cameras overall without the night sight stuff was shown to be even better. Uh, they still stuck with the single camera approach so no dual dual cameras um, which is fine uh, but the pixel c3s camera plus with that night nightside feature when i actually saw those live photos of the actual photos from real life phones in people's hands I was amazed that, those pictures on there are uh game changing oh. um i really hope that um people start copying those type of features. <laughs> I really, really do that uh, uh, from uh, other manufacturers.
0: That night site (laughs) is just like straight wizardry. Yeah, it pretty much is. Yeah.
1: And AI, man, they, they put in a lot of machine learning, a lot of AI. They hired a bunch of camera experts. They really dedicated some time and effort, uh, to making the pixel lines camera great. And they brought a lot of features, which I commend Google for doing back to uh, all the previous Pixel phones as well, including the OG Pixel, uh, mm-hmm. which I still, still have briefly before I, before I uh, sold it. Um, but when these features started rolling back to previous Pixels, I, I put it on that phone and it still did on somewhat the same level as the Pixel 3, which was pretty awesome of Google Google for doing and I commend them for
0: that. Yeah, no, and um, I'm, I'm impressed with, because like the one thing that I've always heard with, The pixel is that like, while the iPhone 10 takes amazing photos, it's like it, the iPhone takes a more like flat image, almost like Mm. a raw type image. Whereas the pixel is far closer to where most photographers are getting their image to anyway, it's doing a lot of the work for you and you're still retaining all that detail. Mm-hmm. So and it's, it's making it
1: really good for people it's just like hey i want to take a picture post it to facebook make sure it looks good mm-hmm. i don't need to go to a separate app edit it make sure you know to clear up the shadows whatever most people don't want to do that they just want to take a good photo hit that button and get a great picture and and google has achieved that no they you don't have to go into a separate app apply a filter or anything it just looks good straight out of camera irrelevant of what condition you can be a pitch black room yeah. And as long as there's some light on your face, it'll and make you got it look a Steady
0: good. enough hand, you're good.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it has that wide angle selfie selfie mm-hmm. camera. Oh my god. It's like one yeah. well, one thing I hate about the iPhone is the selfie camera is way too close, way too narrow. So mm-hmm. like you can just see your face, but nothing else. So if you're trying to take a group picture, it's pretty much impossible.
0: Yeah. And um, the selfie if you have camera a group almost always just be a wide angle camera. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, and the the Pixel 3 itself not even the XL I think is a sleeper device in itself because it doesn't have that notch Um, it has all the same features of the larger device the only thing you compromise is the screen and a smaller battery which I would argue the screen downsizing kind of brings those phones to the same level of battery almost Um, at least in my experience with the Pixel 2 um, I was getting comparable battery life to people who I knew who had a Pixel 2 XL So I don't honestly see a problem with using purchasing either one. So, um, that's, that's a good pick. I like that device. Um, I wish I wish
1: they didn't box the software launch. Yeah. We just heard a lot about, um, the software quality issues as soon as the phone came out with, you know, the brain management and everything we talked about Mm -hmm. previously. And I just wish that they got that right from day one. I think, you know, Uh, when, when these things come out, people read the reviews and that's what people see, right? That's what First killed the time. essential like, hey. phone. Right. You, you're like, okay, this is a good phone, but the software sucks, but like, oh yeah, they fixed it. But then by that time it's past people's minds and they're already thinking about whatever phone, um, they're, they're thinking about picking up next. So, you know, if if they, if they would have gotten, um, the pictures of right uh, from the get-go, I think it would have been better. Yeah.
0: Um, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Overall, I
1: think Google needs to improve. Um, I didn't put this in the next section, but that's fine. I was gonna mention Google needs to work on their software, um, from the get-go, right. they eventually get it right. Yeah. Uh, but eventually from the start, eventually.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think it's gonna take them a, a couple more generations to finally get that process ironed out. Um, but in the meantime, I also have a number one pick. And I would have gone with my device, but you can't get it anymore. Um, so I'm going to go with an actual device from 2018. And my top pick for the year is the iPhone XS. Um, and I picked that device because um, all of the same reasons that you select the XS, but it comes in a smaller form factor. Um, and 2018 has shown me that that is the one difference that I have from you in things is that i tend to go towards smaller phones now than you if if i had to pick one thing that we're actually different on it's smartphone size everything else we're pretty much the same person um but with the 10s you it's like the first iphone i think ever short of only the 10 unless you but a lot of people consider the 8 plus to be the the, the larger one and has the same camera as the 10 and all that good stuff. but um, the 10s is the first small iPhone which matched in almost every scenario its larger counterpart. And that was something that we had complained about in our first year as a podcast um, when those iPhones came out with the 8 and the 8 plus, how the smaller one you're compromising features and that was always one thing that we would tell people when they're looking for a phone that if you're going to go iPhone and you want the smaller one, you're going to lose out on battery screen resolution, camera quality. Like up until then, some of those features weren't carried over, but with the new one, you get the same screen, you get the same camera. Um, It's the same chip. It's like every, it's like the one time that's ever happened. I think in Apple's history when they've had two phone sizes, um, which I think is killer. And aside from that, um, it's just an incredibly smooth phone and the fact that it can record video in HDR is incredible. Like I find the fact that it can live encode HDR while it's recording video to be just like amazing. Yeah. Um so that's that's why that's my pick for number 1. Um but it's a the Poco phone was definitely a contender. <laughs> um but I think we should move on to another topic game console picks and one thing and i'll, I'll start this segment off yep. um one thing that you're not going to hear us talk about in this segment is fortnite even though i just did um <laughs> just because we've talked about it enough in 2018 and in our 2019 new year's resolution is to kind of leave that behind us for as much as we can um unless it gets into something like absolutely ridiculous i don't think we're going to talk about it but um, for my number three pick for the year, I'm going to have to go ahead and say the PlayStation 4 Pro, um, just because of the games that released towards the later half of the year. Um, it's got like Red Dead Redemption, Spider-Man, um, a laundry list of exclusive titles um, that have been, in my opinion, just reasons to buy a PlayStation 4, like one after another. And the bundles that they've offered, as well as the like the sexiest like 25 year anniversary console I think I've ever seen that they released in 2018. Um, I think that is absolutely killer. Um, so that's why that's my number pick. It's it's lacking a little bit. Like it doesn't do true 4K. It does super sampling to get to 4K. So it kind of lacks a little bit in that department. But I'm not really ever going to notice that. Um, unless you're up on your TV like watching yeah 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 unless you're like um... looking for it but it it handles HDR just fine when the game is optimized well enough for it Um, a lot of the HDR issues are game specific so Um, and HDR I think is the more noticeable thing anyway it's far more noticeable than um, uh, what's it called 4K so um, the PlayStation 4 just lacking in that one department Oh, and they just also, at the end of the year, the reason why they made my list is because they announced that they're going to start working with the other consoles to do cross play. So they like finally walked back that decision and understand that people want to play together no matter yeah, what they're on. Good on them. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so for me, I had the Nintendo Switch for my number three pick. And for just a little preview of the next one, we kind of swapped uh, uh, for. So number three for the, it was the Switch for me. Um, I got it after looking at Matt's when he got it. <laughs> I like, this is a fun, fun device, and I've been uh, uh, using it um, ever since. I got a couple games on there, um, and I take it with me when I travel, so it's great on planes. Um, because mm-hmm. they typically just have like phone games previously on the plane to play with, um, but having a real life sort of console um available to me where I could just whip out Mario and start. Uh, you know, uh, going around and, and playing a, a real game that actually a console that has some power to it and really good graphics, um, and, uh, offering that quality of, of software, um, that Nintendo's good for, uh, known for. Um, so I've been really enjoying, uh, using that device while on the road, which I'm on mm-hmm. quite a bit. I was on 20 <laughs> during 2018. <laughs> and I expect it to be on this year as well. So, um, yeah, it's just really fun device to use, mm-hmm. uh, for that portability aspect, I did use it, uh, while, uh, docked, uh, to the TV, but most of the time I actually just use it, uh, in its portable mode and it, it's the four factor is just perfect. I mean, I didn't think, um, it would be, but once you hold it and you start playing with it, I think Nintendo knocked it out of park with this device and I yeah. know it didn't come out this year, but uh, we both got it this year, I think, right? Uh, so yep.
0: it's something um, new for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I have to agree. That's why it's my number two, um, because I've had the PlayStation 4 for longer, but the Pro more recently. Um, and it's just because of the iteration. I think that they did that iteration really well. But the Switch beats it, in my opinion, because of the of that like totally different approach to gaming that you were talking about where if Mm -hmm. like someone's like a lot of times where like katie will be watching a movie or something and i'll want to uh play some breath of the wild or play some mario odyssey or whatever or smash brothers or something like that and i'll just be able to undock it walk over to the couch and i'm still in the room but i'm playing a full console right there yeah and, and i'm able to do that completely on my own and not like interrupt anything that's happening on the tv and i can kind of stay in that environment um same thing even with traveling as well like if i was going away or going down like i've taken it to vacation because um, there's so, always some downtime whenever you're at the shore you have a couple of hours to yourself or something just break that out and play some mario kart or uh, or whatever and it's yeah. it's really nice and also the the dock is underrated for its portability um because it's only two cables in order to get it up and running, mm. which is something that not a lot of people I think have utilized, but it's something that I yeah. use all the time.
1: I, I do have a question for you. So I know you had the Wii U previously, and you could kind of use that without having the TV on so someone else could watch it. What, what's your comparison between that and, and the switch this is in terms better. of that?
0: Yeah. Um, first off, the vibration motor on the switch is one of the best I have ever felt in a game console ever mm-hmm. like the the vibrations in those joy cons i think are like some of the most it's the only thing i can compare it to is the haptic feedback in like an iphone yeah just because so of how you, yeah. that's, how tight yeah, the yeah.
1: build is so did you you never played the game one two switch the no. one so i got it nintendo's put on like a whole bunch of mini games built into this one game and they make use of the joy con that's their number one thing there's a game in there where you, hold each, each person, it's a competition, One each person holds a Joy-Con, and you have to tilt it uh, to find out how many balls, virtual balls, are in, like, sort of this box that is the Joy-Con. Hmm. And I can, you can tell, you can actually feel like they were, like, little metal balls in this box.
0: That's so weird. That
1: you're holding. <laughs> I got to bring that over too. We can, we we need to play that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's a, it's a fun party game. But uh, uh, you can actually feel the the mount the things that are in that's how accurate the vibration uh, of the device is. It's kind of crazy.
0: That's pretty incredible. No, and like that's, that's 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 like one of the coolest things I think in my opinion, but um, on top of that the the releases that they've had this year And Mm. in years past, just Super Smash Brothers, uh, the Pokemon game that came out, the announcements of basically all of my favorite games that I ever played as a child, like coming back to the Switch in new versions and remakes of the original, like they remade Katamari, which is an incredibly fun uh, time killer game. If you're looking for just something that's like got a really wacky story and like a fun soundtrack and just like a different gameplay style. um, It's just... I think it it just kind of was an A plus all around. Um, And if it wasn't for my number one, it'd be my top pick. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just like thoroughly impressed with that console. I can't say enough about it. And it's very easy to convince people to buy it. Yeah. (laughs) Especially after they try it and they see like how good of an experience it really is. And also being able to play Nintendo games in full 1080p on the TV is something that I've, that is only now possible with um, that console, so that's another benefit to this. It has mm-hmm. it's more powerful than the Wii U, despite not being anchored to this console. Like I couldn't take the Wii U controller somewhere else and play a game. It's still yeah. anchored within Bluetooth range. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, what was your number one pick, Matt?
0: Oh, <laughs> what was my number one pick? My number one pick is the same as yours, shockingly enough. Um, this was the standout game console of 2018, and probably forever. Um, it was a number one seller across all boards, including eBay and Craigslist. Um, <laughs> it was an original console powerhouse of its own, featuring classic Nintendo titles as well as Sega titles. It was, um, it was an emulation monster. The game console of 2018, the i Awards goes to the soldier boy gamepad. <laughs> <laughs> it is a uni- it's a unilateral choice across the board on this on this episode right now. Both mm. me and Irvin 100 percent wholeheartedly picked that <laughs> from the bottom of we our did. hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, the graphics are incredible. Uh, the developer has poured his heart and soul into making an original product that is just incredible. Um, and I really think the tech is gonna, is gonna hold through. It's it's gonna be strong even into 2019.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though you can't buy it anymore.
0: <laughs> even though he announced they're not selling it, <laughs> which just Maybe. means that now it's the exclusive product of 2019. Yeah. So you missed your chance if you mm-hmm. wait Limited until now. edition. Yeah.
1: He didn't. He forgot to include that in the title. Yeah. Limited edition. He just like he just took it off the site.
0: Yeah. That's it. Now they're going
1: for thousands of dollars on eBay.
0: Yeah, now they're in, and then I think he was even going to sell other things too, like the soldier watch and the soldier phone and all that stuff. I think that was just I think this was just the the tip of the iceberg in the soldier boy walled garden. So, <laughs> and I think that product uh, experience is going to be something incredible. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah for sure. Um, so yeah, let's bring it uh, back down to earth. Down to earth, uh, we got a next topic of home tech. So anything in the home that you use um whether it's a related.
0: device uh, smart home product anything uh, yeah pretty much anything, anything was fair game
1: yeah and i i switched things around while we were talking uh because I I, I I yeah i moved things around uh for me the number three pick for home tech is uh lenovo smart display um i didn't think i would like it as much as i did um it is uh google home released uh sort of specifications for or Google release specifications for sort of a Google home with a display. So uh, we got some initial launches from uh, both Lenovo and JBL put out devices with, uh, which are basically just, like I said, Google homes with displays, fairly simple idea. But the actual execution, once I get my, got my hands on them this year, uh, were pretty great. So once you launch it, you can set up a screensaver uh, where you can select, let's say, all your family members and scroll through all your photos that you have stored within Google Photos with those people in them, which I thought was just a really awesome feature. It like, lets you look, you know, just just casually cycle through one, whenever you walk by the device. It's like, oh, I can't remember that. That happened. And it shows the date when that picture was t- taken in the corner. It's like, oh, yeah, that was a good time. Uh, and, it, you know, it picks out the good pictures because, you know, as Google – Google's AI behind the scenes. So, you know, it doesn't show all the blurry ones or anything like that um, that you pick. So that was a really useful feature of it. Of course, you can control your smart devices through it. It can do all the other things that a Google Home can. It just has a screen. So it offers a little extra functionality when you're trying to control your smart devices. Like, let's say, if you're changing the temperature in your thermostat, you can do it by voice, but also brings up a screen on there where you can actually touch it and uh, manually select the temperature after that fact. Maybe you change your mind from the time you set it, from the time that I actually did the uh, action. You can just slide it. You can do the same thing with lights, how bright or, or dim you want your lights to be, or the change the colors to that screen, uh, which are pretty cool. Um, it's a great kitchen device. Uh, so i actually gave it to my mom for christmas it's a great kitchen device you can put it in there you can pull up recipes it'll actually walk you through recipes that you that you search for uh, online and you can go step by step and you say okay next step and it'll actually show you uh what to do f- to make whatever you're trying to make uh, yeah, you're awesome wrapping that device. Up. yeah you're really uh, happy about that yeah it's, it's so somewhat surprised by how much i'm um, i'm enjoying it, and also how, how much my mom is actually enjoying using the device. And the number one feature, which should, could be relevant to some people, is we use Duo a lot for video chatting with family members, because I have family all, all over the place. Uh, and this has a built-in camera. So Google came out with one of their smart displays uh, this year during that Google event, uh, where they launched the Pixel 3 and the, the Pixel Slate. Um, they launched their own device, but that thing doesn't have a camera. Um, this one does, and mm-hmm. you can actually make video chat calls with this camera. You just by your voice, say call Matt Slavin via video," And i will go ahead and make that video call. Um, and well, the nice thing is, is this is mainly used in the kitchen, uh, for, for my personal use, and you can just plop it in there. You can be walking around the house, uh, whatever, and you can maintain that video chat call, uh, with whoever you're chatting with a really convenient device uh for yeah. uh doing that yeah,
0: that thing is that thing looked pretty good um from all the reviews i saw it looked like it was a pretty killer piece of tech i was pretty like I, I, a part of me wanted one but a part of me like needed more of a reason for it so mm-hmm. i held yeah. off yeah yeah
1: and but. i got it from i didn't plan on on um um you know i would plan on keep keeping it for myself but once i i started sort of got it and started using like this makes perfect sense for uh uh my mom because she would use it you know all around the kitchen and everything and and talking to her uh parents over a duo um uh, so um it it turned out a really great device yeah uh for that type of use. And she loves it sounds great. One thing I didn't mention sounds yeah. really, really good. I loud heard it's, it's got a better loud. speaker
0: than the official Google one.
1: Yeah. Uh definitely because the official Google one is really tiny uh it might not look it in the pictures but it's really small uh this one's isn't big but uh there's a lot more room for the so the resonance of the speaker so Mm -hmm. it has really good bass uh better than you would think and it gets fairly fairly loud so my mom uses it all the time just play music around the house yeah um so overall that that's my i i feel like i've been saying a lot uh and it's only my number the one three oh number three pick but um yeah, uh, so far it's been a pretty
0: great device. Yeah, um, it's a little bit of a far cry from my number three pick, which is the Soldier Boy HomePod. Which no, I'm, it's the uh, it is TCL televisions. <laughs> um, that would be
1: great though. What if it was in? It would reply in Soldier Boy's Soldier Boy's just voice. Uses lyrics from
0: his music. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay I'd with buy that. that. I'll no, buy that. I don't care if it was twelve thousand dollars. I'd buy it. But no. Um, so my pick was, in a serious sense, the TCL brand of televisions, um, just because I've always been under the impression that Samsung and LG TVs were a bit overpriced. So uh, seeing TCL come into the market, especially in the U.S. market in particular, both last year and this year, have been top-seller televisions um, for offering essentially kind of what the Poco phone did and what OnePlus did. Uh, which was offer a very compelling budget option, which didn't compromise on that many features. So the entire line of their smart TVs um, in their 4K department have, they have built-in Rokus for anybody who needs a streaming box. They offer full 4K HDR, um, CEC for control through streaming devices. It's, it's basically a no compromises TV. Um, I noticed very recently though, that it does struggle a bit when trying to communicate to streaming devices through optical inputs. Um, so if you have a complex home theater system, that might not be the best option for you, but if you're just connecting a set of speakers to it, just to improve the sound or using a simple soundbar, or if you have say like a, one of those hubs that lets you connect HDMIs in and basically monitors all of that for you, then you should be fine. Um, there are ways around it, but just if you're depending on the TV for a lot of that management, then you may run into some problems. But um, but you're getting a TV that has... You can get upwards of 65 inches for sub $800, depending on which year you're going for. If you're going for this year's, it may be a little bit more expensive, but if you're going for 2017's, you can get a good discount. Um, we were able to get a 55-inch for $370 on Black Friday, which is like a third or upwards of a fifth of the price if you were to go for samsung so um it's a pretty incredible option if you ask me especially for one that has as many features as it does Um, and the fact that i've had it for a year now and i'm only just now experiencing some of the like the shortcomings in uh, what it can and can't do um the screen is still fine there's no burn in the tv has its bright um I'm getting full resolution 4k and um, it, do- it doesn't get as bright as Samsung TVs, but I never set the brightness all the way up anyway. So I never notice it. Um, but that's, that's my pick for number three easily, just because it has changed the way that I look at purchasing televisions. Um, whether it's for budget or for a personal TV um, because that's our main TV and it gets used every day and it has shown no signs of giving up. Nice yeah
1: so number two for me is the apple watch series 4 i'm interested you went with a, with...
0: i'm interested you went with a wearable for that one i want to hear you yeah
1: because i so i got apple Watch. i went on the apple watch bandwagon as soon as pretty out pretty sh- shortly after i went on to the apple sort of ecosystem and i always looked on it from so i, I was a long-time android wear user Um, Android user period and then Android Wear, of course, uh, when it first came out. But I've always been envious of the Apple Watch. It's like, why am I, why do I want this thing? And I actually got it, started using it. And it's just a really good sort of device of the smartwatch. Um, And uh, one thing that um, I I like uh, about the whole series is that Apple really focuses on the health aspect. And just with the series four, they just added a whole bunch of health related, um, uh, features that I think don't necessarily benefit me specifically, although they, they definitely are, they, or they could in the future. Uh, but overall as a sort of, uh, uh, pushing that tech forward to getting into the hands of more people and potentially like we heard, we've heard stories, um, just recently of, of saving lives. Uh, so it's particularly with adding. Uh, this year, with the Series 4, the fall detection, and also the ECG, which was recently added via software update, uh, to de- detect uh, atrial f- f- uh, uh, fibrillation um, mm-hmm. or AFib um, for detecting irregular uh, heart th- heart rhythm, which is known as a silent killer. So you might not realize that you have it. Um, so it's just really pushing the envelope in terms of. Uh, getting these devices into people's hands or in this case on their wrists um, and making it, you know, just, you know, do the normal thing and do the notifications with the, uh, when you get a text message or when you get a call, those are pretty cool and doing the walkie talkie with people. Those are fun, but uh, these, these health features and, and the decision that Apple made I'm focusing on focusing those and getting it um, getting people to actually use it. Uh, I think it's great for the overall, you know, community uh, to have that sort of sort of technology avail- available to them. Mm-hmm. And year over year, we keep hearing it's number one selling watch. Like, not just smart watch, watch overall. So it's very popular, more and more people buying into the ecosystem, which I think is just uh, great um, overall. So that is my number one or number two some, pick.
0: Some people may be more or less upset with you calling it a watch, but... Yeah, it's uh, definitely a, a compelling product for sure. It's really cool. I'm really like, I'm happy with it. But yeah.
1: some people you mean one person.
0: Yes. <laughs> that, <laughs> you know who that person right. is. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> um, and pretty much anybody who considers themselves uh, a watch aficionado. But yeah. um, the number one, it seems like we've reached another agreement. Um, this time for actual serious reason. <laughs> Not and, and separate
1: not... too, right? Because we have both had separate uses for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, um, so, sort of,
0: yeah, yeah, I'll go ahead. So, um, my pick, and I'm using it right now for the stream, is the iPad Pro 12.9 inch. Um, maybe less specifically the larger iPad and more specifically just iPads in general, um, but it is definitely like a compelling and awesome hardware product um that has definitely become a bit of an anchor for my workflow at home when i'm doing tasks that i don't need a desktop for like a full desktop solution um like right now it is remote connected to um obs for this live stream and i'm able to use it almost as a control panel for the full stream so i can basically like change between scenes and stuff on the fly with just my hands and I don't have to worry about using any kind of uh, mouse clicking and it reduces the noise that you hear in the background and um, it's just overall it's a really awesome product and I'm, I'm like very happy with it and I'm finding I'm using it also for email stuff and like word processing and Um, I've been doing a lot of my photo editing on this. I've just recently gotten into like almost amateur photography pretty much. So I'll uh, go out and take some photos and then I'll come back and I'll edit them on the iPad pro. And that's been a very pleasing experience. And, um, one thing that, and I'm curious to get your opinion on this, um, Irvin, just that the, the pencil for me, like I have the pencil as well. I didn't get the keyboard because I have a separate keyboard that connects via Bluetooth, but the pencil I've noticed has for me become more and more of a mouse and less Mm. and less of a stylus. So I use it for precise selection, um, Mm. and being able to quickly navigate applications and things like that, and not necessarily for drawing. And I mean, the option is there, but, um, it's been more of a, more of a productivity thing for me than art, than yeah, creativity more of
1: a pointing thing. device. I know. I, I agree with that. whole I mean, we neither of our, <laughs> neither of us are artists. So
0: yeah.
1: um, I don't think the drawing feature was really what I think. Not what got us to, to get the pencil. And no, I think is it's, it's uh, really great as a, you know, that precision selection device, you know, you know, for your finger can only get so uh, precise, even on a large screen, like the 12.9. Um, But yeah, I had the iPad Pro as well for my number one pick, uh, but completely different sort of use case. So um, I do a lot of mobile work and I sort of transitioned a lot of what I used to do uh, at airports on my laptop on just doing it on the iPad. So I can pull up all the anything work related related, uh, up on the iPad. You can do split screens with all the uh, words, uh, the Office 365 suite, and just start cranking away and, and pulling up information, answering emails, and also use it now to uh, automate sort of or semi-automate my note-taking for any uh, work-related tasks. Um, and a lot of that is with the help of uh, Siri Shortcuts or the Shortcuts app in particular. Um, it really has revolutionized the way that you sort of interact with different information or different... Uh, aspects on the on the iPad or just iOS devices in general, uh, but on the iPad in particular. I Do built you have an example st-
0: of some shortcuts?
1: Yeah. So one shortcuts that I, shortcut that I use on a daily basis, um, when I let's say have a meeting um, with a couple of people, just one person, and I want to take quick notes on exactly what was discussed. So I can reference it later. Um, I, I've really gotten uh, um, into using Evernote. I know it's been out forever, but uh, I never really had a need to sort of actively use it. But you just install it on pretty much any device, and it syncs across, which is great. But not that, I'm talking about particularly that uh, uh, note-taking app, but the shortcut that I built is with just a click of a button, um, it automatically lists, starts listing all the meetings that I had that day. Uh, Actually, just I I modified it just a couple of days ago uh, over the uh, Christmas break to uh, bring up a date selection so it doesn't just do like, let's say I missed taking notes for yesterday's meeting I can go back to yesterday and mm-hmm. pick the meeting from that day um, but you can just pick the meeting that you just had it'll automatically grab what was the title uh, what time it was and all the attendees it'll automatically pre-populate that within the note and I actually have a template set up uh, I made a template which you can do in Evernote uh, for notes so that uh, as soon as you start a note, it brings up that template um, and I have all the right fields and everything filled in and then I can just start mainly uh, typing in all the uh, details for uh, my meeting. I can during, I can do it during the meeting or I can do it right after uh, as soon as the information is fresh. Um, so I, I really sort of automated that workflow I Just yeah. one, but with one button, bring in all the information and, and start taking notes um and have that accessible on any device that i uh, am on that can be my laptop or phone or whatever mm-hmm. um it also offers great uh, sort of this is more of an evernote review but uh, it offers great sort of drawing ability as well so if you ever wanted to sketch a diagram with my pencil um i can do that uh and attach it to the note um and things like that
0: but um can you do handwritten oh, notes in evernote
1: yeah yeah you can and automatically do ocr as well so it'll detect what uh you're typing and you there's a great search functionality within evernote um that you just type in the word and it'll automatically find it either where you manually typed it or you wrote it by hand
0: maybe I'll um, try
1: that out yeah it's it's been pretty good so far uh, i don't use the handwriting that much i just find it easier to um uh, type in also my handwriting is atrocious <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> so i can't read my own handwriting sometimes um so it's just easier for me to type thing yeah uh, and that's one of the reasons i got the the keyboard case with the ipad pro you mentioned you already have like a bluetooth keyboard that you're connecting it to um i didn't have an extra one that i could just connect to the ipad that also makes it you know one cohesive yeah. sort of device um, it's nice because i can kind
0: of i'm a little more flexible with where i place the keyboard so that's like one benefit Like i can kind of mm. move the thing off to the side if i'm doing something else or um that's like one benefit to that it kind of frees you up a little bit to organize your desk in a little bit more of a of a way that better suits whatever workflow you're in Mm -hmm.
1: and i also do some photography too so it's great for i put light on there and just i want to talk about the speed this thing is insanely fast i couldn't get it to bog down at all you can do whatever you want and it does it uh i I want to
0: i want to edit a video with you on this yeah see how see how that experience is
1: yeah, we can test the the how how it handles um, my new camera's video codec, which uh, my brand new computer that I built just a month, couple months ago struggles to edit. So we'll see okay. how the iPad uh, Pro handles that yeah. uh, video.
0: I'm great. into that. Yeah, we'll we'll do that for sure. Um, the one thing I'm definitely interested in, um, the one thing that also like my complaint about it is the software experience isn't fully there yet. Yeah i think that ios is definitely behind a few steps and um, one of my hopes is that they improve that experience um into 2019 uh but we'll get into that later but the one thing i think they missed out was the pencil um in that that double tap gesture which is kind of a pain in the butt to use i feel like they should have just went with what the surface did and if you just flip it it uses the other end as an eraser or as the alternate gesture yeah I feel like that would have been, I feel like you have two ends to a pencil. I feel like that would Mm. have been a missed opportunity there. Yeah. But, um.
1: It probably does have an accelerometer in there, but. Yeah. But number one pick.
0: Number one pick. iPad Pro for both of us. Yeah. So that was
1: the looking back at, at 2018. And now we look into the future and see what 2019 will bring us. Um or yes. what we think, what we're hopeful that it will bring us. We, these are predictions. Uh, we don't have a crystal ball that we can see the future in, but...
0: I'm definitely uh, curious to following up on this the next time we do this and yes. seeing if we were right or wrong. Yeah, um, let's see. I, I wanna... and, and,
1: yeah, well, I want to look back at end of 2019 or the beginning of 2020. It's yeah. 2020. It's weird saying <laughs> that. Um, um, and, and looking back, see, get a scorecard. Yes. <laughs> who was right and who was wrong.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's let's like uh, kind of briefly walk through some of these and yeah, um, not so spend got, as much time on it, but you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got uh, biggest improvement is the first category. So sort of uh, things you want to improve from what you saw last year um and uh let's see you can start yeah i started the last
0: section so you can go with yours (laughs) And related to what we were talking about earlier (laughs) my hope for 2019 is more soldier boy products um it that's about all i can say for it um i just want to see more of that um just because it's entertaining to get that kind of tech every once in a while that's like very clearly a rip off of well-known stuff and uses questionably legal software um to achieve its goals but um more soldier boy plays i want some of that for 2019
1: (laughs) for me number my number one improvement is uh you might have heard me stumble over how to say apple's new phone uh name um sort of apple's improvement in terms of their naming scheme also their strategy in terms of have phones. We've been seeing this trend of getting more and more expensive phones out. Mm-hmm. I, I, want, I want to see something uh, more focused and, and better tiered towards you know something that uh, people can use and, and and research some rumors around Apple's not selling the best, right there are people who aren't buying the new phones, not, they're not really doing anything innovative. I want to overall just an improvement in terms of uh, their strategy towards the
0: mobile market. More importantly, um, the names. Yes. Because more, it takes more, more, than, more than a breath to say that the, the yeah. most expensive phone in their lineup. Yeah. The iPhone tennis match. <laughs>
1: um, for yours, number two.
0: Yeah. Uh, number two is sort of related to what we've talked about before. It, this is more towards the Apple side of it, but Android, I feel like, also definitely deserves some love in this department, and that is the... Um, tablet software experience uh, getting an overhaul um, and we are just now starting to see that in Android with uh, the Pixel Slate um, being one of the first Android tablet devices to run full Chrome OS which I think is a solid um, it's a solid user experience for anybody using one of those devices and the fact that it can run full Android applications within an emulator I think is a bonus So you get the best of both worlds. But um, I think Android and Google more specifically have realized that they don't have a very good solution for tablets. Um, And I think Apple is starting to realize that, too. So I think hopefully over the next year, fingers crossed, I really hope this year, um, if not, maybe in definitely one or two more cycles. um, I think we're going to see some significant improvements to the iPad. And that's one of my big speculations. Um, whether it's true or not, uh, that's my hope for their software. And um, if they can bring iPad and iOS closer even a little bit to macOS, I think that this device that we both picked as our number one choice for the home tech will become even more powerful. Yeah, for sure. So, can you imagine an ARMS this this CPU powering a macOS device? Yeah. If it can, if it's optimized the same, like that would be incredible. Yeah, it would be. Yeah,
1: it definitely would be. I'm, I'm curious to uh, see what iOS 13 brings. Um, so preview of number, my number one pick. That's also my, that's my number one for biggest improvement. What, but for Soul number Boy? two, oh. no, no, tablet. <laughs> um, so uh, my number two for biggest improvement is YouTube Rewind. <laughs> uh, it, I put this in here, not as the. Uh, whole YouTube Rewind controversy but um I think as a bigger picture just improving sort of YouTube as a platform as a whole because they've run some bumps this year
0: more um, recognition to the creators
1: yeah so there's some really awesome creators on there and I think they've been overshadowed by all the craziness happening uh by these idiot I, I don't have the problem any other word for I it I would say idiot.
0: misguided misguided
1: uh people on there like uh, logan paul and others uh which are just putting out just crap content um that people are watching and that's what you know fuels their sort of need to sort of make that type of content and i i and there's also some issues around um you know, demonetization of certain content that uh, sort of get gets caught in sort of the uh, YouTube's automatic detection system and um, that are aren't collective marked and there's just a lot of issues around YouTube as a platform. and i I, I don't know about you, but I, I love it and I, I just subscribe to the people who I care about and I watch. Uh, sometimes on a daily basis, I don't look forward to their content. It's my number one way of, you know, watching content. I really, I don't really watch TV anymore other than sports. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I, 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 use YouTube quite a bit um, to to watch content, and I really enjoy the people on there. And I feel like all these kind of issues and and uh, controversies are so overshadowing. I really want. For YouTube to start focusing on the creators, those and highlighting those people who uh, really matter on -hmm. um, the platform, uh, because if not, I think more and more people are willing to leave to something else. But also, on the other hand, I don't know where they would go. Um, But um, because you know, YouTube's the biggest one. That's pretty much where you, if you want to make money uh, on the internet as a as a video creator it's pretty much where you have to be yeah unfortunately um so i just
0: where are you um, gonna go Vimeo? yeah soldier yeah. stream uh <laughs> soldier
1: Stream, yes <laughs> yes a thousand percent yes yeah uh um we we should we should launch ifero on, on soldier stream oh yeah no, that's, <laughs> that's
0: where we're going immediately if he if he launches that platform yes yes yeah. Um actually so... i think we should i think we should just silo ourselves in soldier stream and corner that market. Mm, yeah, honestly. yeah great,
1: um, great, great marketing plan. No, I just yeah. think overall, I think YouTube just needs to really get their crap together um, and uh, focus on what really matters and getting great content, highlighting people's talents and getting great educational content. That's, all, that's one of the things I watch the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really awesome educational content, insightful people. Uh, talk about the things that they know and really teaching the the community about their skills and um, and some really awesome stuff on there and none of that was highlighted in rewind all of it was just all the top bunch videos which are just to in my opinion maybe i'm too old but it's just crap Mm
0: -hmm. yeah (laughs) that i don't don't care about
1: yeah Yeah. Um, maybe i'm just old and i'm only 28 and it feels weird for me to say that but i think majority of people who watch youtube are like 13 year olds
0: yeah <laughs> that's a pewdiepie's gang.
1: yeah <laughs> um, um yeah, sort so, of a long-winded number two but yeah, yeah i just felt like i needed to say that No, I, that's a good one
0: i, I fully yeah. agree with that number one for me um and this is something that would be definitely uh, kind of kicking the butt for google and amazon would be if siri had some major improvements um, especially if the rumors of a cheaper home pod product are true for later in the year and they start to, because what you were saying, they're not doing as well. They may start kind of shooting out ideas for budget options in order to boost their numbers. Um, one of those options, which may be a quick sell is a very, is a echo dot or Google home mini style home pod. Um, and i wouldn't be surprised if uh, along with those devices also comes updates to the overall experience of siri and when you look at the experience i think that siri has definitely improved in 2018 it's definitely not the best by far Um, and a lot of the tests that people run are more or less unfair because they just play to the strength of one or the other Um, Siri's good in some cases, Amazon's really good in some cases, Google Home is really good in a lot of cases, but it's still weak in some areas. Um, But my my hope is that we see a little bit more come to Siri down the line, Um, just because it's good to have competition in that AI space. And I think that having three big, compelling companies step into this market would be beneficial to everybody, just because it pushes innovation forward um even if it's coming from apple yeah which is rare it would be a it would be definitely a new year if they were the driver of innovation usually they're um rumored to just be the people who just pick up the best stuff from the past two years and make it into a final thing
1: Yeah, but it be... used to be known for their innovation a long a-, a while back but mm-hmm. not
0: anymore. yeah
1: um and for my number one is, is just improvements on iOS and iPad. And Matt talked about this earlier on just overall tablet experience, improving that um, just along those same lines, um, yeah. having that sort of macos like experience on the iPad, I think we'll, that would we'll bring that device to the next level. That'd be killer. Um, um, I really hope it might be a baby step. Um, in iOS 13, I don't think they'll make the full jump to that level, but we'll see some glimpses of what that might look like uh, for uh, future iPad devices. And I'm excited to uh, sort of hear or or see what um, they would like to bring. I think uh, a lot of stuff was pushed. It was supposed to sort of release in iOS 12, but I think they decided to uh, focus on uh, ...stability and, and speed improvements, which helped out a lot in, in terms of the older phones uh, in iOS 12. Uh, so I think this is just speculation, but we're in 2019 speculation, but in, in, I think iOS 12... ...was supposed to be that sort of rehaul in terms of how you use the iPad... ...and that was supposed to launch with the new iPad Pro and that I think sort of got misaligned so hopefully mm-hmm. in ios 13 a lot of those changes that were they were rumored to be planning in terms of the the experience of how to use uh not just the phone but the i the, the ipad as well um will will come in ios 13 so yeah. we'll hear more about it uh during WWDC this year uh, I'll get that beta out and you know both Matt and I will be running that beta immediately <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And we <Yep>. will <laughs> endure all the bugs as long as can yes. get yes. that get that os version on our
0: iPad. <laughs> as awesome. soon as possible as soon as possible yep um let's um, go through the let's kind of skim through the biggest fears yeah a lot of it i feel fears. like is obvious but um, yeah. <laughs> not number three for both of us not a lot of people would um choose us to pick those ones but
1: yeah so number three for me uh it was, uh, sort of related to what I talked on biggest improvement in, uh, for number two is Paul. <laughs> their biggest that,
0: improvement could just... also be their biggest downfall.
1: Yes. Uh, I want less of him and more of everyone else. Yeah. Um, for yours, this wasn't you to me, uh, this this Doctor Fuji guy.
0: I'm impressed that you haven't you've managed to watch some of these bigger tech reviewers for as long as you have without experiencing Never. the legendary Doctor Fuji at CES. Um, so this man is um, a very eccentric guy who wears a lot of 80s exercise gear and like very crazy outfits while he um, showcases some of his products for wellness in um, in CES and he's become a bit of a meme amongst some of the tech reviewers in his ridiculous products that get announced and um, his just incredibly optimistic attitude about these products uh, I encourage anybody who's listening to go and watch just just go in and search on YouTube or Google just dr. Fuji CES and you will be thoroughly entertained for probably close to 20 minutes to an hour, just like looking up in this rabbit hole of videos, but ninety-five um, percent of what he sells tends to be vaporware, or what he's touting is vaporware. But my biggest fear for twenty-eight nineteen is that one of his products eventually does make it to market, and it becomes like a top seller. And it's it's more or less of a a baseless fear, but um, it's more in the same. Um, hope that Soldier Boy makes a comeback, where it's probably not going to happen. But I will be thoroughly blown away and terrified if it does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I encourage everybody to look that up, Doctor Fuji. I want to hear. Yeah. Your... We're both kind of in the same mark for number two.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I put China for number two here. Uh, <laughs> just, just China. Raw,
0: That's
1: it. Just 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 Bureau <laughs> of China. You know. Yeah, you know, they got um, that wall.
0: <laughs> right, let's, let's move on
1: <laughs> um, no i mean overall just um yeah. there's been a lot of sort of speculation around xiaomi and all the tech related things wow huawei, um, too. huawei uh, sorry i meant huawei i don't know what i talked about i mean xiaomi is sort of related in there but well, i mean huawei in particular um you're right matt it's huawei um but fears of you know getting Uh, them getting into the the U.S. market sort of pushback from the government aspect of it um, and overall just uh, their um, sort of power that they might have over, you know, how um, our data is handled or what access they have? And it's sort of related to what you were talking about. Yeah, because
0: mine is... more generic just data breaches um we saw a lot and we talked about probably once a week some kind of data breach that happened and when i was combing through the episodes for our like top list of my favorite articles um i like almost every one of them had a leak or a breach or some kind of hack or something Um, whether it was a hungarian stealing subway information (laughs) or like some guy who who stored his files that he stole from apple in a folder called hacky hack hacks or something like that like it's it's stuff that uh we're finding that a lot of the software that we rely on every day for things all the way from just communicating with family all the way to work and business and even like equifax size breaches um a lot of the software isn't secure and um we're seeing this push for white hat hackers and Uh, sometimes even pushback against white hat hackers um, when some of these breaches are exposed and we're quickly learning who is um, among the good guys and who's among the bad guys when it comes to which company values your data and makes an effort into correcting issues that are discovered with them. Um, Because for me, it's not necessarily who has had the largest number of breaches, it's who has fixed all the breaches that they've been against them because it shows to me that they're committed to the product um but a big fear of mine is that we haven't seen the end of it and i can guarantee you that that's gonna happen we are going to talk about breaches um it's just a matter of how big the scale and who is impacted so that's a yeah. number one can be related it's for AM. both of us yeah number one <laughs> For me, is Mark
1: Zuckerberg. I just Same fear here. that guy. He's uh, Android, and I don't trust him. He's a lizard. Um, too.
0: <laughs> he's a lizard Android. He's the um, mecha Godzilla of Silicon Valley.
1: I'm just, I'm, I just fear for uh, what the type of power he has, and and the, the from what we've seen more and more from from the hearings uh, in Congress, and sort of his sort of disregard in terms of. Uh, users' privacy and the, the effect that his platform actually has on on people um, and how they use it and the way that they acquire information. Um, I don't think he realizes it. And uh, he, Facebook has so much power. So many people use it yep. um, in terms of just getting their information. And, and I ho- really hope that uh, we see some improvement uh, on that end. Maybe we need some regulation in pay- place um, to help with that.
0: Um, Zuckerberg I doesn't just, seem to be fully aware of the responsibility that he has, too. Yeah. Which is something yeah. that is definitely not great.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's my number one. <laughs> that's
0: fair. That's I don't want very, Mark very Zuckerberg valid. as my overlord. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, I'm okay with not having Zuckerberg as my overlord. Um, but uh, let's go through um, so our last or second to last topic. The other one is kind of a very minor yeah. off one-off thing. doesn't make a big deal at all. But um, we have some just some speculation from the, from the events, the big three phone events that are going to inevitably happen in 2019 um, from Samsung, Apple, and Google. Did you – I don't think you specifically went with um, phone no, manufacturers. I no, um, That's fine.
1: but I, was uh, just... I didn't. Well, I yeah. did for one, but not yeah. for the others. Uh but I think the the first the yeah we don't have to go in order
0: on this one. It doesn't really make a difference.
1: Uh, not... We yeah, I mean we could start um, from the bottom just like we did for the Keep other the ones. For, yeah.
0: for for me it
1: was uh, speculations of getting or very near in DSL dslr level of quality in terms of phone cameras mm-hmm. um we're re- getting really close uh and in, and in terms of just the processing uh that's applied on the current state of phones like i talked about earlier on the pixel 3 is just way better than you get on a dslr i mean yeah when you take a picture on those types of big cameras with the lenses like you have to sort of edit them afterwards. You can't really straight use them out of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, getting that level of, uh, quality on these smartphones. And I think is the next step. I'm, I'm hopeful. I mean, we saw amazing improvements in the pixel three, pixel four phone. I can't even imagine what they'll uh, do, uh, um, with their next iteration. But I think, yeah, it's more tied to Google cause I think they're still number one. Uh, I really hope Apple now gets a kick in the butt and, and steps up their game uh, and get, gets on uh, Google's level. I mean, they have the talent uh, within Apple to do that. Yeah. Or maybe they just take a different philosophy and not just fo- not focus on the straight out of the camera. Great pictures. Um, we'll, we'll see. But it seems I think... like they're
0: going more for like a, a flat image, something mm-hmm. that's a little bit more editor friendly, something yeah. that it's a little more ambiguous also, just to the direction. It's also more more
1: natural looking. Right. so It's not as people like most people who aren't photographers really like that punchy color, really strong contrast, like it makes the pictures look amazing. Um, And that's what the Pixel 3 outputs. And and like you mentioned, yeah, the FF gets a more flat, neutral image, but it's also very color accurate. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's depending on what you like. Uh, but I think for most people, I think Pixel three knocks that out of park they just want to take a picture and share it on Facebook. Or yeah, Instagram. it's closer to the um, final product yeah. for a lot of ninety percent uh, of people. Yeah, for I mean, but for yes, at a law level, you need to have that, uh, in, a, you know exponential improvement in terms of the, uh, the, portrait effect uh, that people call mm-hmm. it uh getting that blurred background where it's indistinguishable from actually using a quality lens and and doing it mostly in software um i think we're getting close to that level um and also getting that image quality up um in terms of um you know we've been staying at a certain megapixel range for a while now and i i know that image quality is not defined by the, the amount of pixels megapixels that you have in the phone but i think having that more uh having more quality inside of the phone in terms of getting, you know, that really clean picture, even at that low light level. Um, yeah, it, we're getting really close to that. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. So, just so let's, I want that to happen. I don't know if it will win 2019, maybe it will be more 2020, but we'll see. I
0: think we'll get closer incrementally closer. Yeah. yeah. Um, My pick for number two, and it's seemingly more realistic now that we have one for the iPad, but it would be a USB Type-C connection for the next generation of iPhone. Um, I don't know how much into detail I can get about it. It's pretty much cut and dry for what it is. But um, it would be nice to see Apple move in with the rest of the industry, and also not only that, but the rest of their products, and finally cut the lightning connector off at the head and move into this Type-C market. Yeah.
1: So, I know yeah. Lightning made sense at the time when they launched it because there really wasn't anything else. But now that USB-C out, is out, I think you just need to bite the bullet and just and just think, jump yeah. over before it's too late, right? If they wait another generation, you know, more and more people getting more and more Lightning accessories. I, 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 it's just better, I think, if they do it sooner rather than later. Yeah. It, Although, it, 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 I don't it takes, know.
0: It takes courage. <laughs> it um, does. It does take courage. But I I think like that that actually takes courage. I'm like getting rid of the headphone jack. But yeah. um, the thing that I want to see like with this USB C connection is just like the push to standardize and the fact that Apple went with Qi for their wireless charging was a was a big plus. Right. And the fact that their tablet went to Type C, which acknowledged the pro market and being able to this is probably more specifically done for modern DSLRs than anything else. Um, but it does open you up to being able to use a new display, like to be able to connect a second display to your iPad, to be able to do anything that you might want to do. Yeah.
1: Um, for my number two ad budget iPhone. So we've been hearing a lot of rumors around, uh, Apple having a little trouble selling their iPhones this year, but I think most people have sort of reached that peak, I big phone and they really see a need to upgrade. And I think. For Apple to sort of succeed um, in um, the next uh, year or two years, I think they really need to focus on the budget market, especially in uh, emerging markets like China and India. Um, I think I think those markets are going to be huge for them, and they haven't really been doing that well because they're just their phones are just too expensive over there, mm-hmm. um, and and in the U.S. too. We're in, we're I mean we we could use some. Uh, budget phone love like we were getting from the oneplus uh series uh but uh we're
0: seeing this with the 10r like when they first marketed it they marketed it as the budget alternative because they were like you can get this phone starts at this price but wait how about these for 750 hey look at those if they had just taken a hundred dollars off that phone people would be buying it like crazy yeah. Because then it would become a bunch. But seven hundred fifty is still too much for a phone yeah. that compromises where that does. Uh, I
1: said in my speculations up four hundred, but
0: I I'd be happy around five, maybe yeah.
1: six hundred at max. It's suffering um, from the
0: same problem the essential phone had. Yeah. Which is a very overhyped product for just a little bit too much
1: maybe they get the cost of manufacturing down from like getting the face ID sensor. Cause I, I think they are moved on from fingerprint. Um, overall yeah. they're, they're done with that sort of phase. Um, they're going to go full in on the face ID. I think, um, if, if they get, this would be the t- third generation by then, uh, maybe get the price down uh, for that. Maybe not include an OLED screen. Like they did in a 10 R, but I knew that I'd know that was sort of, some revolution in technology to put an uh, lcd screen apparently in the 10r I'm, i don't understand the tech but um according to apple's marketing it was um hopefully, yeah, they had hopefully to like they fold
0: can... the panel across yeah. the bottom of the phone yeah getting
1: that edge set screen on an lcd panel is apparently hard yeah. um i'm not doubting that but uh i just don't know enough to comment on it um so it's not hopefully hard. yeah hopefully they get into That lower price market, because I think that will really help them. People are just tired of paying $700, $800 on their phones. And they're like, yeah, it works fine. It runs all the apps that I need. I really need to upgrade. Um, They have to kill the Apple tax. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, So moving on to number one. Yeah,
1: something else that needs to be killed apparently to you.
0: <laughs> I'm con- well, um, it's not that I want it to be killed. It's that I'm just convinced that it's on the way out. And I think that 2019 with the Note, not the S9 or the S10, but I think with the Note 10, I think you see the headphone jack go away.
1: Interesting you picked a Note because that's a bigger device, so I think you'd have more room on there to keep it on.
0: Bigger st- uh, Two styluses. <laughs> <laughs> dual stylus <dual> wielding. <laughs> Yeah. but i think that um i don't know but like cuz we're seeing the rumors of them getting rid of it in their budget options so i think it's maybe them trying to wean their market into getting used to and getting over the fact that they are getting rid of it so um and i think that if the one thing to keep an eye out for that i think is that if you see a pair of usb type c headphones get shipped with those budget samsung devices Then I think you may see a push to get rid of that headphone jack sooner than later Mm -hmm. because then they have these headphones that are now in the market, too. Um, But that's just what I think. That's going to be the the big thing. And if when that happens, it is going to be so fun to cover because the tweet storms that are going to happen from that are going to be fantastic.
1: So that's why that's my number one. And for my number one, I think the era of the notch will be over or starting to be over uh, for this year. year. <laughs> yeah, whole punch year <laughs> with, <laughs> with the cutouts. Yeah, we've been starting to see because Samsung released a budget phone uh, with that sort of cu- uh, whole punch uh, sort of design. Maybe Apple will uh, adopt it, although I think it's their sort of look by now. It's their mm-hmm. signature look. I don't know if they'll uh, move mm-hmm. on or they can even fit all those sensors. Uh, that they need for face ID uh, into cutouts, uh, but I think, yeah, notches just, was just a phase that the yeah. industry went through, yeah, <laughs> this past year. And
0: um, all it's gonna be like bell bottom jeans, had. and we look back on it, and we're just like, Whoa, <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna think about it. It's just a phase, guys, yeah, it's like the 70s, up. yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so, uh, more and more phones I can think have that gonna have that cut out. I don't know how much improvement that'll make. Um, I think the next step after that is it's more of a 2020 speculation and under the display sort of front-facing camera. Apparently,
0: Samsung is working on the ability to make transparent OLED pixels so that way they can hide a camera under the display.
1: They already kind of have that with the uh, under-screen fingerprint sensor because that's pretty much a a rudimentary camera uh, (laughs) that they're using
0: behind the OLED panel. Um, so, you know, I'll imagine, I wouldn't imagine years, the tech for that would be very similar. Yeah. I can't imagine that it would be very difficult to translate the fingerprint scanner into a camera. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So that was our big three phone speculation section. And then a couple miscellaneous, uh, you, you put on here foldable budget smartphones. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's usually
0: what we see. Like the, remember the LG flex? that like really weird curved LG like budget phone that came out of like probably like five years ago. Like, I think we're going to see a couple of like, like budget, like pseudo foldable devices, people trying to push out a concept idea. And by budget, I mean sub a thousand dollars because we've seen the rumors of the Samsung foldable phone. Um, just because of how much that's rumored to cost. It's starting at like what, $1,600. Um, but, I think that's just something that we we're probably going to see. Uh, it's been a rumor for a long time that I think next year we finally see the first product come from that. Um, but the other one that is more realistic, in my opinion, is the second gen Pocophone, because it has been a very successful device. Um, I think it's only logical to expect a second one this year. Um, and it's I'd be one, I'd be curious to see what those improvements are that come to that device. Um, but yeah, I think that's the end of this incredibly long New Year's yeah, episode. but
1: I think no, I think that was a good amount of information. We discussed a lot, and we looked back uh, at 2018, and then looked future and in, into yeah. the future, and, and looked at our uh, I-4O Crystal Ball and see what yeah. we think might happen. And we'll see, we'll be curious to, like you mentioned, uh, test this and the and at the end of the year and and see how we make out. Yeah, what predictions do and, and don't come true. Yeah, uh, but it's been unless a, we're all uh,
0: murdered from Doctor Fuji's CES vaporware. But yeah, <laughs> carry on. <laughs>
1: um, I just want to say it's been an amazing 2018. Uh, look forward to 2019 in terms of the podcast and, and overall. Uh, Matt and I, Matt and I, had a strategizing session for what we want to do for this year. Um, we've got some exciting stuff coming um so look out for more and more awesome content
0: big and small
1: (laughs) more and more (laughs) awesome content coming your way um of course you can find us in all the different channels um where you can find podcasts we're everywhere so if you just want to search for industry 4.0 except uh, for overcast
0: those jerks (laughs) we can't i can't find us on overcast yeah um
1: we'll 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 get that sorted out that'll Um, be fixed we're Um, looking on overcast i don't know
0: what else soldier cast (laughs) somewhere else we'll we'll get it yeah yeah
1: um (laughs) if you want to feel like you want to leave us a review uh you can go ahead and do that at uh bitly.com or bit.ly uh slash i4o review uh you can do that really does help us out get those rankings up within itunes um
0: heck yeah man
1: when you wanna i pretty much did the clothes for you man
0: yeah you made my job Um. easy (laughs) um but yeah so without any further ado that has been episode 80 and we will see you guys next week um hopefully sooner because we were late on this episode but um, stay tuned for episode 81 see you guys